Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. When Kevin gives the word, be prepared to call in to 865-243-TALK. That's 865-243-8255. Now, Kevin Ray. To the housing hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host, here with guest host Mark Griffith. And I am so thankful that you all are coming in today to uh, hopefully gain a little more knowledge, more wisdom about housing and everything related to housing. And we want to let you know about thehousinghour.com. It's a website you can go to right now and collect a lot of information. And also, in addition to that, you can listen to our show live. And you can also sign up for uh, updates and so forth. And our Facebook page as well. It's just been blowing up lately. We have almost 300 hit, uh, likes on it. We're, we're really excited about that. Um, and don't forget, there is also the opportunity to win a $100 gift card to Lowe's if you go on and like our page. I can hear our guest in the background going to his keyboard right now to go like us. So I want you to do that because you will have an opportunity to win $100. Yes, that is correct. 100 big ones. So Mark, you did a great job last week without me. Hey, well, I was I was expecting you to walk in the door, but it never did happen. Yeah, so we kept I, them rolling. I apologize. I was I was out on appointment, as he said, in, his, <laughs> in the show. But I thank you guys for filling in for me. And it was a tremendous show. Um, and I really appreciated what Sam uh, had to say and um, the reverse mortgage, the jumbo products, um, and as well, um, the, the Goodwill segment that you had as well. She seemed to be a very nice lady. Very nice. Enjoyed, enjoyed that. So with no further ado, I want to let you all know who our guest is today. Larry Bear is um, someone who I have depended upon for a long time. And, and Larry is someone who has a website and also he does talks and things like that because I've had we've had him out to the Knoxville Mortgage Bankers Association. But Larry, um, would you call yourself, Larry, an economist? I don't know that you would take that label, would you? No, sir. Uh, I think what I would would more broadly describe myself as uh, an analyst, an analyst, uh, because an economist typically focuses on the macroeconomic story, like non-farm payrolls, those kind of things. Right. And uh, my stronger focus is on the actual uh, trading activity, the the mechanisms that make interest rates move. Right. So. Um, not that I wouldn't be proud to be called an economist, but uh, we actually do something a little more than that. Okay, well, I agree. Yeah, economist is not quite cover everything that you do. Now, Larry Bear is our guest, and, and thank you for joining us. And his website, for those that are out there listening, is mktalert.com. That's mktalert.com. Dot com And uh, Larry, I'm just going to set the stage a little bit, and then I want to talk a little bit about um, how you got to where you are. But basically, for those out there listening, lenders really like to have a handle on where, where the market is going. It's very important that as um, a lender like us at Mortgage Investors Group, that we have a focused strategy on how to watch interest rates and how to give advice to our clients about where we feel the market is going. Now, we do not advise people to float. We really, 
you know, if the market is where you want it to be and you feel comfortable with the rate that you are being offered, the best thing to do, honestly, is lock because the rates are possible, probably only going to move higher. But Larry has designed this site and it is a very easy site to look at. It's a very easy site to use. And I would highly recommend it's very inexpensive on a monthly basis to really tap into Larry's um, experience and knowledge. And I, I've called him on, this, on his phone on, on several occasions and he'll take phone calls. Um, and, and that's an amazing thing. So Larry, why don't you, if you don't mind, because you've got to the point where you are, and I know you did, you had another career prior to doing what you're doing now. Could you just kind of give us the, the you know, 30 second bio on Larry, or even if you have a minute, tell us what's, what, what you're all about there. Sure. Um, for my 30 years uh, in the business, I started out in the first five uh, years of that career as a retail loan officer. And then quite by just simply serendipity, uh, in the early 70s, I happened to work for uh, a thrift uh, whose president decided that we need to get into this newfangled thing called mortgage-backed securities. Uh-huh. And as it turned out, I was one of the few around that was available to try to read and interpret the um, Fannie Mae Seller Servicer Guide for these mortgage-backed securities. Right. Uh, at the same time, those that we were dealing with, in my case, was in Dallas with Fannie Mae, uh, they were just then learning to read their end of the transaction as well. So I was truly uh, involved in the mortgage business at the birth of mortgage-backed securities. Um, and that took me through a number of different banking and, and mortgage banking uh, relationships. And in the, the course of those re- relationships, I was was hired uh, to buy low and sell high, meaning that it was my job to price um, both in terms of points and in terms of interest rates, uh, the mortgage product we offered. And in that, in that process to do that so that we could then sell them into the uh, mortgage market, the, the broader mortgage market, the mortgage-backed securities market, and make a profit on it. And in the course of that relationship, uh, dealing with mortgage originators out there, invariably I would have one of them call me and ask me what I thought interest rates were going to do and what course of action they they should take. And it actually put me in kind of an awkward position in that since I was hired to buy low and sell high, the, the source I was looking to buy low from was actually asking me this question. Right. So if I gave them the direct answer, then I had limited my ability to buy low. If I gave them a different answer, then I put myself in certainly a moral quandary, if not a fiduciary quandary. And um, so in 1992, I elected to solve that problem by starting my company, Market Alert Inc., where I don't buy and sell mortgage-backed securities anymore, but what I do do is take the experience that I have had uh, actually in the capital markets dealing every day with uh, the elements that make interest rate change and provide them to the folks that are dealing directly with the borrower. You guys as originators um, have have significant need for that information. 
Uh, it's not readily available out there on the internet anywhere, and so I recognize the opportunity to build a business, and since 1992, that's all I have done. Well, it's been, I know, very uh, instrumental in several, several of our loan officers who actually use your service, and I think that what you were talking about with the selling high and the buying low um, is exactly what it is that you try to monitor because like you said when you came and talked with us the bottom line is there's going to be a seller and there's going to be a buyer so if there's more sellers than there are buyers then you know that the bond price is going to go up correct it's basic as that more sellers than yeah that's (laughs) opposite of that which the bottom line is yeah i was just going to say the bottom line is people don't understand, I don't think, at least I know our loan officers, some of them, I know from a uh, kind of a, a area-wide loan officer reach, people don't understand that when, when people are trying to buy more bonds, mortgage-backed securities, that is that is actually for us, when the, the bond price goes up, I mean, your interest rates are going lower. And so talk to us about that. How does that kind of that dichotomy, talk about how that works and how really for folks that are out there just consumer wise, because we have both consumers that are listening to this show and also loan officers and realtors, talk a little, talk us through how that dynamic works. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to take about a 10,000 foot view of this thing to start with so that we can encompass all the members of your audience specifically. Okay. Um, And where I want to start with is the fact that the one common denominator any of us in the residential mortgage business share is that the interest rates move. And they move predicated on a number of other, uh, any number of events, but as you alluded to in your lead up to this, they move because demand is either rising or falling. There is no difference in our world between uh, the movement of price for an underlying mortgage product, whatever anybody's talking about, and the ebb and flow of a gallon of gasoline or uh, a loaf of bread. Right. It's it's still the same principles. Uh, A lot of times those principles get distorted because we have a very specific and um, kind of um, dramatic language we use to to talk about all that, but it is at its core simply the fact that if there is, um, if the demand for capital globally, or even in, in the good old United States, if the demand for capital is rising, then we can just take it to the bank that mortgage interest rates will be rising as well. We're, we all are cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the same equation, if economic activity is slowing down, the demand for borrowing, people aren't borrowing as much money, well, guess what? We're mm-hmm. going to see those mortgage interest rates fall. Right. And we can anticipate those change changes with a pretty high degree of accuracy if we're simply willing to accept the premise that those changes can be anticipated. So when uh, there's so basically, you know, and that is uh, that is a really good explanation of it. So when you see that 
there's more mortgage-backed security purchasers. When there's more people, there's more demand. A lot of people are out there. It's just a hot commodity, and there's they're, they're buying it up. They're buying it up. That's going to cause mortgage-backed security prices to go up, correct? Yeah, if they're buying buying mortgage backs, it is going the the price is going to go up. But the yield, uh, which is the rate, will come down. Yes. So that's yeah, good re- for consumers. It, yeah, and the reason the reason that prices are moving up is because there is uh, a demand out there. People in the investment community uh, have looked at all kinds of alternatives for their capital that would qualify when however they're structured Mm -hmm. and have come to the conclusion that they can get the best bang for the buck by buying mortgage-backed securities and one of the uh, elements of a mortgage-backed security that that make an exceptionally attractive and these buyers are insurance companies pension funds uh, big commercial banks uh, foreign sovereign governments, uh, all sorts of the wealthy individuals, uh, are all sorts of entities out there that want a very solid, secure return on their money uh, with very limited risk. The connection a lot of times, I'm sure consumers in your audience have heard this as well as certainly the mortgage professionals that may be listening today. Uh, they're always directed to, to this concept of what's the 10-year treasury note right. uh, and where that's moving, and you'll know where uh, mortgage interest rates are going. Not and always the case. That is, that is seldom the case, uh, even though there are certainly dramatic points where in history we can look and say, see right there, it, it happened. But it's probably a good opportunity to take two minutes here and well, explain actually, you how know that what? Uh, real quick, Larry, because we only have two minutes left in this segment. So on the other side of this break, we'll maybe let you have that two minutes because okay, you're sure, going sure, sure. to break it down even a little bit farther, I assume, well, so yeah, that people as, can understand as, it. Sure. As you well know, I get uh, pretty enthusiastic about this, but I'd really like to have the opportunity when we come back to simply talk about that and demystify and debunk it. I, I think that would be a great idea. So we have Larry Bayer here. He um, he runs a website that is extraordinary. It's mktalert.com, and he's helping us to monitor where interest rates are going. He's explaining why and how they move up and down. Very interesting and important information. Please come back and join us in just one moment after these messages. This is the Housing Hour. That you is the experience this is a dangerous liaison assist comedy is that a serious this is a strange enough new play on words is it the tragedy is how you're gonna spend the rest of your nights with the light on so shine the light on all of your friends east tennessee's choice for fox news radio 100.3 wnox At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, 
the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Hot off the press, the housing market is starting to recover, home prices are rising, home sales are increasing, home builders are clearing lots and raising roofs. Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you take advantage of this nationwide housing recovery by offering you the lowest interest rates in our nation's history. Don't miss out. Call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us on mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. There is nothing better than summer fun in the backyard of your new home, grilling hamburgers and serving them up to your family and friends. With 16 offices in Tennessee, Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you realize this dream. Whether it's refinancing or purchasing, MIG is ready to serve you up some of the lowest interest rates in our country's history. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us at MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Clearly, your best choice for news, sports, traffic, and weather. Partnered with WBIR.com. This is 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the housing hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you for coming back in. Uh, and real quick, before we go on with Larry, I want to tell you about a company that I believe very strongly in, and that is Admiral Title. Admiral Title, you know I've been talking about them for a long time. And Admiral Title is a company that handles all of your real estate closing needs. Lender's title, that's what we are taking. When we do your loan, we have to get a lender's title insurance policy. So they're going to be the folks that are going to go out there and do the research to make sure that title is clear, make sure that everything is clean, and they're going to handle really being the coordinator of the closing between the realtors, between you, the buyer, or the seller, and us, the lender. So they their job is very important. And when you hire someone to do your closing, you want to make sure that they know what they're doing. And I'm here personally to endorse them because I've worked with them on hundreds and hundreds of of closings and they do a good job. I've never had one thing go wrong with any of my closings. So please call them today and give them a chance. Give them an opportunity to work with you. And their phone number is 865-531-6060. So if you're a realtor out there or you're a lender and you're looking to build a relationship with somebody who knows how to handle things, give Admiral Title a call today. Again, that's 865-531-6060. So we're back in here in the housing hour. Thanks for coming back in. And Larry was getting ready to give us a little explanation on, on something. And Larry, 
why don't you go ahead and and finish what you were saying and and then we'll move on to kind of what your vision of the future is so go start start with the debunking theory okay well it's not a theory uh, i don't guess there, the as we were talking about the popular notion uh, propagated not only in our own mortgage industry but among the public is that somehow there's a magic direct correlation between the yield of the 10-year treasury note and the direction of mortgage interest rates and all i wanted to do is to to make sure for uh, certainly those in our industry but also uh, consumers to to qualify for them how that relationship exists, okay. and it's 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 a pretty straightforward uh, explanation. The debt obligations of the United States government are considered to be quote unquote riskless, riskless in to the degree that the government has the ability to tax or to print money to pay their debt obligations. So from that perspective, if whether it was uh, a very sophisticated Wall Street house or if it was a man on Main Street, when he looks at treasury debt obligations, the likelihood that once he makes that investment that he'll get his money back, a return not only of his principal but on his principal, is uh, virtually guaranteed just because of the tax uh, taxing capability of, of Uncle Sam. Mm -hmm. uh, the correlation then and how that fits to mortgage-backed securities, the, in this case, the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage-backed security, while the name might automatically suggest that that security will amortize completely over 30 years, the fact of the matter is is that the return to investors and the actuarial history is that those securities will prepay much sooner than that. Right. Uh, in essence, the, the current actuarial assumption is that even though we had a pool of all these 30-year fixed-rate mortgages, every one of them will have paid off inside of 12 years. Either the borrower will have refinanced, they will have sold the property and moved somewhere else, there will have been default, whatever the condition is, the majority of the principal of that security will pay you know, off in 12 years. That brings us then to the correlation between a 30-year mortgage-backed security and a 10-year treasury note, is they both have essentially the same duration. The yeah. fact of the matter, Kevin, as you well know, is if it were possible for any of us in the mortgage profession to go out there and take a bunch of single-family mortgages, securitize them, and pass them off as an obligation to the United States government, then there would be no need for a mortgage-backed securities market. And the truth of the matter is, is the mortgage-backed securities market is one of the most active bond markets in the world. It supersedes in volume the, the overall, the complete uh, some that uh, Treasury obligations, uh, the government debt obligations trade at. So it's it's a separate relationship. Right. The fact that we have a tendency to connect to this rate, riskless rate of return, if you didn't have any other opportunity to, to find any other resource than a 10-year Treasury note yield, mm. it would work fine. But to <laughs> assume that right. it's a one-to-one -one correlation would well, be a critical mistake. And I think, too, I just remember clearly in 2008, 2009, for those people who did depend upon that as the indicator, they were burned pretty 
uh, pretty badly. Exactly. Um, because there would be moments where the 10-year treasury would be going one way, and you would normally correlate that to be an improvement in interest rates. And in fact, it was actually the exact opposite. Um, so that's a very good point and, and valid because, and, and you know, that, you know, obviously for those people that are out there that are listening, you might be right now getting ready to go into your loan officer's office and talk about doing an application. And maybe this question comes up of whether you should lock or whether you should float. So, you know, one of the nice things about Larry's website, um, mktalert.com, um, is that he has a really nice section that talks about really the charts for Fannie Mae, uh, 3% 30-year coupon. So for those out there who say, well, what in the world is that? Just bear with me. So when you look at this chart, you can view the chart either for a 15-minute price or you can view it a little longer out, 16 weeks, e even up to two years and, and some in between. So so Larry, I'm looking at the 24-month the chart right now. And I mean, really, it's incredible. I mean, it is amazing to me just what has happened over the last two years. I mean, in 2011, Larry, I thought that rates couldn't get lower. And obviously in 2010, just by looking at your chart, they were definitely lower, but it just seemed like, well, we were getting ready to see rates move up. Well, not only, Larry, have they not moved up, over the last 18 months, we have seen an unprecedented increase in bond price and unprecedented decrease in interest rate. And it's been sustained. I mean, obviously Uncle Sam's one point whatever trillion of asset purchases have, has helped this. But at some point, the carpet is going to be pulled out, correct? And what, what's going to happen? I know that's a loaded question. Well, well I think you, you, we have to understand that uh, the mortgage business is a jobs story always has been. Right. It, it, we could have super low interest rates, and if we have no one out there looking to borrow uh, for the purchase of a home or to refinance, and in order to do that, they have to have an income stream to, to qualify, right. those mortgage interest rates are, gonna, are not going to change. As we talked in the early part of the program, um, you know, this is a story where demand pushes rates and if the demand's not there interest rates are likely going to stay low mm. there is an exceptionally uh. high probability that um the fed for a number of reasons will eventually uh and i'm not suggesting it'll be at their upcoming uh, meeting this month but they will likely inject somewhere in the neighborhood of another 500 billion dollars plus uh, into the economy. They will do that, or at least uh, the markets are expecting they will do that largely by being a big-time buyer of single-family um, mortgage-backed securities. Um, the good news part of that story is that uh, mortgage interest rates are going to stay historically low, right. uh, both from a borrower perspective as well as from an industry's perspective. I don't think longer term, that's good news. Yeah. What would be better news is that mortgage interest rates are beginning to rise because the economy is beginning to accelerate and the demand for capital is rising. In that world, it is true that um, interest rates would begin to move up. The cost of owning, owning a home would start to edge up. Uh, but at the same time, the only reason that's happening is because income streams to the borrowing public are growing. Uh, future right. job 
prospects are brightening. So that's and, a and positive that's the thing. environment we want to be in. Absolutely. And that, I think, it would justify for those out there who, you know, see, and for mortgage loan officers, I mean, we have had it so good last two years and, and continue to have it very good. And, and so I don't think that our industry would do much complaining because, Larry, we're busier than we've ever been. We're going to have a record year this year. Last month, we had over 700 transactions. And if you can believe it, almost over 50% of those were purchases. So yeah. we are seeing... That's great. That beat, that beat the national numbers. Oh, we the, definitely. The concerning part of the national numbers, 80% of current production is in refis. Right. And refis can go away if interest rates were to tick uh, 25 to 50 basis points higher, which they're certainly capable of doing in a very short period of time. So now, yeah, absolutely. It's good to hear that in your your audience uh, range there that that, uh, that business is there. That's excellent. We don't have a lot of time left, Larry, but I did want you and I both, if we can, to kind of take off whatever political affiliation that we have or whatever, you know, philosophy that we think we know. And, and let's just talk about what, is best for America. And because this this subject is going to come out or come up, I mean, the election cycle, once it's over, you know, and I don't know what where Bernanke stands, but I know there is a dissenting vote, I think, still in the, the Fed governors about whether or not we should raise interest rates or whether we should keep them exceptionally low. And the language, it's amazing to me how just one one word changes investors all over the world's minds about what the future holds. But my, my, I guess my question is, you know, there's, there is economists and we had an economist from the university of Tennessee come speak at the same meeting that you spoke. And he said, and this is an intelligent man. He said that the 800 billion or however much the, the stimulus package was, was, was just not enough. It, it was just, it did not, it was not enough to to come in and take the place of the consumer who had left the market. And if you go back to Reaganomics and you look at his model and how it is that he got the economy going again, it's very much how really people maybe uh, suggest that Barack Obama tried to do it, but he just didn't do enough. In other words, they're saying... Well, we just didn't put enough money back into the economy. That eight hundred billion, or however much it ended up being, was just not enough. What? What? How? How do you feel about that? Well, in in my judgment, I, I would tend to lean uh, in favor of that. Uh, looking again from from my particular perspective, I think there's too much focus being put on uh, monetary policy, meaning it is up to the Fed to lower interest rates low, uh, further. My question is, if the lowest government interest rates in 200 years and the lowest mortgage interest rates in modern recorded history have yet to turn the economy around, why is it that another $500 billion will have the required effect? No, I agree. It appears in, yeah. It appears to me the other side of this coin is it falls to the fiscal side, to the congressional side, to uh, Washington, in that there is a, a big push here to uh, cut spending and raise taxes. And with an economy teetering on the edge of a return to recession, it seems to me the other side of that equation would be to... Uh, rather than curtail government spending, it ought to be actually accelerated. When you can 
and the way I learned mm. my basics in terms of capital markets, when you can borrow at 200-year historical lows, it seems to me that you should be borrowing as much as you can right. for as long as you can. Okay. Well, okay. So let me inject the the, the other side of that because I, I believe what you're saying. And, and this economist was very well-spoken and he's uh, very knowledgeable and, and very, very much uh, um, a person in our community that that people believe and and the problem though because again you go back and, and let's just say you have folks at the in the tea party the republican um you know party the democrat party everybody has these different philosophies on what will get us out of this recession when you suggest that maybe spending more would be possibly be a way to help inject uh, into our economy and increase our jobs they are going to run from that as fast as they possibly can so my theory is you know yes we need to spend more but we need to be strategic about it infrastructure is one of those things you know you look at what happened down in katrina and after that they built that huge wall and brought 4,000 jobs to uh, New Orleans and potentially saved hundreds of lives just in this last hurricane. So I think that there is a way to spend more money, but not spend it on social programs, or at least not the ones that everybody thinks of, but not, I don't think, slashing Medicare and so forth. Yeah, I'm not suggesting that we expand the size of government, but at the same time, when we already know that roughly 48% of the working population is employed either directly or indirectly by the federal government, it is uh, difficult to walk away from uh, acknowledging that if we were to cut government spending dramatically, then the loss of not only those those uh, direct contractors with the government, but then all the subcontractors and the support in the communities surrounding them, uh, that loss is enormous as well. Yeah, and there is no doubt that we have major structural problems in our country, and the answers to the questions and the issues you introduce are certainly screaming for answers. But the immediate need is for direct action. If if I were king, the way I would do it would simply get with American Express, discover every credit card company that's out there and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to borrow this massive amount of money. I'm going to give every man, woman, and child in the United States a credit card for $3,000, let's say. And I'm going to tell them they have six months to spend it. They can't spend it on alcohol or a large number of of items we'd we'd, uh, X off that list. But we would immediately inject that mainstream it into the uh, the economy and say, okay, let's see if we can create some stimulus here to singularly focus on adding to the Fed's balance sheet, uh, especially in terms of housing. Certainly, it's one of the major drivers of the economy, but I don't know that that, that real key of job creation and stimulating demand is strong. And one of the, the issues, Kevin, that we have structurally here is the baby boomers are moving into that part of their life where they're not consumers anymore. They That's are right. savers. And they're and Medicare so, uh, enrollees and Social Security enrollees. Yeah, yeah but at the, even more importantly, in my opinion, near term in terms of economic activity, where they used to be buying all manner of consumer goods, they're saving that money now. And the generations, you know, the wires and all the rest of it, have run into a job market 
that is um, in such a disarray that they do not have the spendable uh, income right. to sustain the consumerism that, that uh, boomers did. And you know, the impact of that is being reflected in today's economy. Well, there's another thing, and, and we only have just a short period of time left here. I really appreciate your um, your candor and also your knowledge and, and wisdom. And, you know, it's it's, it's whenever we're going to have an election special probably in the next few weeks, and we would love to have you come on maybe and talk a little bit about your perspective. But the thing that I keep coming back to is that folks that are out there thinking about who to choose for president, you know, it's a very difficult choice, and I certainly realize that. And I don't even know which direction I'm going, but I do know what means is most important to me, and that is that my kids and my grandkids have a future that is going to really give them the most brightest future possible. And so part of that means that we have to make some hard decisions, and some of that means that we have to relook at how we think of things and how we think about our economy. So, Larry, I appreciate you so much coming in. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, and I'm going to talk about your website more, and I'm also going to put it on our website as well so that people can go and find it. Larry Bear, thank you for coming in to the Housing Hour. Thank you, Kevin. All right, we'll talk soon. We'll be right back in just a to these messages. This is the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray. For news, sports, traffic, and weather. Partnered with WBIR.com. This is 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to being your home loan solution. It's just that simple. With over 22 years of experience in the home financing business and over 60,000 clients, MIG is Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender. Whether you're looking to upgrade your current home, purchase your first home, or need to simply refinance to a lower rate, now is the time to move. There has never been a better time to buy a home than there is today. Record low rates, great selection of homes for sale, and sellers ready to sell. This environment will not last forever. Mortgage Investors Group has money to lend, experienced loan officers to guide you, and a singular focus of helping you. Contact us and we will help you realize your American dream today. MIGonline.com or 865-691-8910. Equal housing lender, Tennessee license number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group. Roughly six years after the housing market began its longest, deepest slide since the Great Depression, experts believe the end of the slide has come. Home prices are rising, home sales are increasing, and interest rates are at their lowest level. 
Mortgage Investors Group would like to help you take advantage of these fantastic market conditions. MIG has 16 offices in Tennessee, so call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. East Tennessee's choice for Fox News Radio, 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Thank you for coming back in with us. And I want to talk to you about a company that um, I believe very strongly in, and that is Capital Financial Group. Capital Financial Group is a company that's actually just below our company right there um, next to Sam's and Walmart on I-40 um, at the MIG building. And, and what they do is they help design programs and plans for your financial needs. Bobby and his team do an incredible job, and they do things a little differently than maybe your other financial type of companies. And that is that they want to help identify your goals and your needs, and they're going to be honest with you. And I think that's one thing that's missing in that industry, which is here's what we really strongly feel that you need to do to get on course. Maybe they'll modify some things. Maybe they'll even delete some things, and maybe they'll add some things. But they're going to be very, very honest with you in your situation and give you the feedback that you need to, to kind of come to your uh, come to a decision about how you move forward to attain the goals that you have in your life, whether that be to send your kids to college or retire early or save money for whatever it is that you want to save money for, they're going to be your trusted advisor. And I trust them very much. They, we've worked with them um, for a long time. We, we've done the Habitat for Humanity with them as a company. So I know them as people. I know them as professionals. Give them a call today, 865 246 1680 Capital Financial Group. All right. Well, we're back in here to the housing hour. And again, thank you all for joining me and coming back in. Uh, really a fascinating segment there with Larry Bear a moment ago. But I am very excited about our last segment. And our last segment is going to be with Gail McKeithen. She is the president of the East Tennessee chapter of Newborns in Need. Thank you so much for joining me, Gail. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here too. And, and you know, Mark is um, not able to be with us today, but he has given me the information about what it is that you guys do. And I tell you, it's really a phenomenal organization. I want to give you the opportunity just to start, if you don't mind, just tell our listeners a little bit about what it is that you guys do. Well, we're a nonprofit that provides essential items to um, newborns, newborns in need. Um, mm-hmm whether they're low income um, from low income families or um, premature babies. Um, we also provide burial and bereavement layouts for the babies that do not survive. Um, all of our items are provided free of charge and they're all donated items or purchased with donated money. And you guys are a 5013C, correct? We are. We are. We're a national organization. It was um, originally started in Missouri in 1992, and now there are um, about 60 chapters across the United States. The East Tennessee chapter was started in 2008. Well, you know, one of the statistics that I read on your website that really kind of woke me up, and that is that there are 2,000 babies born into poverty each not each year, 
not each month, each day. That's right. That is that is startling. It is, and you know, it's it's um, even with the the working poor, you know, it's they really don't qualify for government assistance, but they're still um, low income um, because they have lower paying jobs. So it it is. It's amazing. Um, so you guys really, I mean, Gail, you guys come in and, and help to fill the need for any number of different things because, I mean, I know growing up and working, you know, while I was in high school and in college, you know, that the, the wages for some of our retail establishments and even our service providing establishments, let's just be honest, they don't pay enough to even sometimes cover the bills. And right. for a new mother, a new father, a new family, I mean, blankets, you know what? Sometimes they just can't go buy blankets. They don't have a baby shower because all of their friends might be struggling as well. So they're not going to get all of these expensive things from Baby Depot and, you know, Babies Are Us and all of that. So you guys feel the need. What are some of the things that you guys give free of charge to these new families? Um. At, at some of the local hospitals, um, they are distributed um, what's called a um, newborn immediate necessity mm-hmm. kit, and it has diapers, wipes, um, toiletry items, hats, booties, onesies, blanket, um, an outfit, sleepers. Bib, burp cloth. There's 14 or 15 items in each layette. And we also work with social workers that may know of families that are desperately in need. You know, sometimes those babies go home with nothing. Maybe it's a blanket the hospital might provide. And they'll let us know. They'll give us a heads up and we distribute to them used clothing, um, pick and plays if they don't have a crib. Mm. or safe sleep environment. Right. Um, so we anything that's baby-related um, is what we distribute. Anything a baby could use. And the website for those out there that would like to contact um, Gail or look and learn about the wish list, the donate, um, the, the just some photographs if you'd like to look, you can go to their website. And it, it is... Um, I'm going to spell it for our listeners. It's it's Lenore, so like Lenore City. It's Lenore, L-E-N-O-I-R-T-E-N-N. So it's Lenore, T-E-N-N, and then dot newbornsinneed.org. I know that's a mouthful, but I'm also going to put that on our Facebook page and also on our website. I know Mark will do that. So, Gail, I'll also direct people to that as well because... Websites very user friendly, and they can learn a lot from that website, can't they? Oh yes, and there's even um, a place to donate if they want to donate on that website. Um, if they would just put the East for the East Tennessee chapter, I'd appreciate that. Um, or donations, they can go to the address is posted. They can mail it to our um, to our chapter. Um, we also have a meeting once a month. Feel yes. free to drop in at that. It's on the second Thursday of the month at Joanne Fabrics in Knoxville from 6 to 8. Um, donations can be dropped off at that time as well. Now, or this, don't. I'm sorry. I was just going to say this is the hard work of being the hands and feet, really, of Christ, which I think you were born upon that 
that kind of mantra of a of Christian organization. Yes, we this, are Christian based. So that's what is to me so kind of appealing because you guys are doing what it is that you feel you're commanded to do and and you know the wish list that you have you know I'll be honest Gail I've got you know I've got two kids that now no longer need items like this and the first thing that my wife did was to identify the things that we had to give back and gave it to our church but folks if you're out there listening and maybe you have some some blankets or some sleepers or maybe you got some socks or t-shirts diaper bags bottles um, onesies quilts bibs diapers wipes pacifiers infant towels all these things that babies need you know rather than putting them in a box and putting them in your crawl space or in your attic or whatever um, maybe take these and, and and this is a place that that you can go to and really feel and know that they're going to be going to the right people. I mean, you guys are doing what it is that that I really wish more of us would do. Um, do you guys get any government funding or anything like that? No, and um, we're just a small um, organization that, and I don't know how to do grant writing either. So, okay. So basically, we're um, we just. Plug along. We've done over 40,000 items since we started in 2008. That's amazing. Don't donate it amount. Now, if there's somebody out there that knows how to do the grant writing, would that be somebody that you'd be interested in talking to? Oh, oh yeah. If they would volunteer to help us out, oh, yeah, definitely. Because that's kind of a, a difficult process, especially if you don't know how to do it. Um, but that, that could help, you know, obviously give you guys some needed monetary help. Um, so your next chapter meeting is at Joanne Fabrics, and that's on the second Thursday of the month, right? Which will be September 13th. September 13th would be that date, and it's from 6 to 8.30, and that's at 154 North Peters Road, and it's right there kind of close to the Panera Bread or right there at the Cedar Bluff, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, by the Lowe's and Home Depot, or I'm sorry, the Lowe's and uh, um, Dick's Sporting Goods. Right. Um, this month in September, we're running a program called Sleepers in September, okay. um, which is we're collecting sleepers to distribute during the winter months for the families that can't, you know, they can't afford to hardly pay their heat. So right. It helps keep the babies warm. Well, we'll make sure we get that word out. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming in and talking with me. And if you're a, if you're in a small group or at your church and you've got people out there that can help, you know, get them involved. Get them to call and talk with Gail. And you can reach her at 988-5361. It's Gail, and I really appreciate Gail McKeithen with Newborns in Need. She's the president. I really appreciate your time today, and uh, we'll definitely get the word out for you. Uh-huh. And thank you for joining the Housing Hour today. We appreciate everyone who came in. Thank you so much to Larry and to Gail and to Mark, my co-host, and Shine, our producer. We'll see you guys next week right here on the Housing Hour. Mom, mom, she's so house proud. Nothing ever slows her down and a mess is not allowed. Our house in the middle of our street. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.